following is a member of the Growler Media Podcast Network. Find out more at growlermedia.com. Welcome to Flash Gordon Minute's coverage of New York Comic Con 2018. The organizers of Comic Con, Reed Pop, were gracious in approving me for a press pass, and my goal was to gather as many celebrities on tape as possible during the four days at the con, talking about Flash Gordon, and of course interview anyone there who was part of the movie. Well, the best laid plans, etc., etc., that didn't really quite work out the way I hoped. Nobody from the movie was there. I was really hoping for Sam Jones, because he's been doing the con circuit lately, so that was a bummer. But I did get eight people saying something about our beloved movie, and the press pass still was great, because I got in-depth interviews with a bunch of people and covered some media roundtables. That coverage will be on Brad's other podcast, Cosmic Geppetto, soon. Or if you're listening to this in the future, it's already there. Also, I'm not someone who ever cosplays. I never have. Uh, But when I went on the last day Sunday, I was wearing my Flash Gordon t-shirt anyway, so I put on khakis with a dark brown belt and sneakers and carried around a green Nerf football. And amazingly, I saw someone else in the same thing but wearing a blonde wig. Unfortunately, I was in line for something at the time, and he was out of earshot, so I was not able to talk to him. Okay, first up is D. Bradley Baker, a voice actor who has performed at hundreds of animated projects, including Star Wars The Clone Wars, SpongeBob SquarePants, Space Jam, Ben 10, and the project he was there to promote, the LEGO DC Supervillains video game. Well, I'm familiar with okay. it. Now, I, I don't think... It, wait a minute. Is this Flash Gordon or Flesh Gordon? No. <laughs> there's Flesh. Ah, Flash. That oh, one. Yeah. oh, oh not, yes. not the porn movie. I am. In fact, yeah. I just I showed that recently to my kids. I said, yeah. "You have got to see this movie," and we watched it. What do you What do you What do you like about the movie? Oh, geez. I mean, it's it's uh, it's 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 the biggest helping of '80s uh, fantasy cheese that you can possibly locate anywhere. The the soundtrack by Queen, which is which is you know that in and of itself is awesome. And then it, you've got uh, the, the lead, who, who, whose voice was completely dubbed. It's not even his voice in any of it. Uh, this, this buff, uh, this beefcake hunk blonde dude. And all of these people thrown into this, this maelstrom of a movie that is uh, it's hilarious. It's great fun entertainment. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of, of stuff like that that's just fun. I mean, it's, it's so silly and so outlandish and it's just fun. So I, I'm, I'm all on board with that kind of stuff. After we were done recording and Dee was walking away, I heard him sing, Flash, ah! Uh, next, I spoke to Peter David, comic book writer of Spider-Man, Hulk, She-Hulk, Aquaman, and Supergirl, to name just a few, and he's written many novels, including a number of Star Trek books. I didn't like it when I first saw it. Over the years, the sheer charm of it has grown on me. Not to mention, I can watch Max Vancito for hours. I think it kind of sucks that they dubbed Sam Jones' voice in. I mean, I've spoken to him at conventions. His voice is perfectly fine. He's a perfectly good actor, so I think that sucks. You know, now in retrospect, whenever Flash Gordon happens to be on cable, I will always go right to it. That's right. Then I asked Bob McCloud about the movie, co-creator of The New Mutants and artist on many comics, such as The Amazing Spider-Man, Action Comics, Star Wars, Wonder Woman, and Detective Comics. Unfortunately, he was the one non-fan of the film I spoke to. I remember thinking it was just fun, kind of silly, not as good as I had hoped it would be. I was a fan of Flash Gordon. You were a fan of the comic strip? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, because of the art. I'm, I'm mainly, you know, all about the art. And I, I loved Alex Raymond, and um, 
I think it could have been just could have been better than it was if they they never took them seriously enough, you know, um, until Dark Knight really, and that was a little too serious. <laughs> you can have fun with them, but just give them some uh, respect. And I thought it was a little too a little too silly. Next, I asked Bob Camp about Flash. He's the co-creator of Ren and Stimpy. Uh, I love that movie, and I, and I, I know Sam Jones from doing Comic-Cons. He's a sweetheart of a guy, wonderful guy, still big, good-looking, handsome guy, and uh, I love it. Did you ever see uh, Flesh Gordon? I, the, no, I have not seen it. The X-rated version? Multiple people have asked me that, though, and I it's, have not seen it. Yet. It's actually a really good movie. It's really fun, yeah. and uh, it's just hilarious. It could, I mean, the spaceship looks like a big... <laughs> you know? so, of course it does. Of course it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really starting to wonder whether Brad and I have to do a bonus episode discussing Flesh Gordon. But maybe only if all the other movies by Minute hosts who also have an adult version of their movie do it also. And now we get to the person I spoke to that I think Brad is the most jealous about, Dana Gould. He was at the con to promote Stan Against Evil, the comedy horror TV show on IFC that he created and co-stars in. He also wrote for The Simpsons. He has a successful stand-up comedy career and guested on an episode of Seinfeld as Frankie Merman, a.k.a. The Summer George. I'm a co-host of uh, Flash Gordon Minute. It's a podcast. We look at the movie Flash Gordon one minute. At the a Sam time. Jones? Yeah, the Sam Jones I was, one. I was on a crazy... I was on... What's that, what's that DJ in Chicago? Man Oh, Man Cow? I was on Man Cow with Sam Jones once. Really? Yes. <laughs> How was that? It was, it was great. Yeah? They were both lovely. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, you, like, you like the movie? I do love... Well, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's Queen and it's... Right. it's Ming and Murray. Yeah, yeah, I loved it a lot. Yeah, it was great. Then I spoke to Danny Fingeroth, longtime editor of Spider-Man, who also wrote for Avengers, Iron Man, Daredevil, and What If. Instead of asking about Flash Gordon, I spoke to him about the Movies by Minute format. There's a genre of podcast out there which I'm a part of called Movies by Minute, where we break down uh, uh, movies, mostly genre movies, one minute at a time, each episode. I do Flash Gordon. There's a couple of guys doing Spider-Man. They've done the first two. They're going to start Spider-Man 3 soon. So they just spent... X number of months analyzing Doc Ock and Spidey fighting minute by minute. Um, you know, you writing these comics 30, 40 years ago, and then they're turning to movies, and now there's people like me sitting there discussing them a minute at a time. I mean, is this just, you know, is that just insane to think of? You know, my background uh, is writing and, and uh, editing and um, kind of, you know, being headed on a track originally to be like an English major so that way of thinking and dissecting and what I do in my books like Superman on the Couch is not you know it's not it's not a foreign to me I mean I'm not shocked I mean it, it, it uh, I'm sort of familiar enough with academia and, and, and I have enough of that kind of obsessive interest myself you know I, I think there's something to be learned by, by dissecting. Do they, do they do the dissection in terms of story or technique or character? Uh, we do anything. Anything, with anything yeah. remotely involved with that minute of the movie. On screen, behind the scenes, the music, the soundtrack, the acting, the special effects, whatever it is. So what you're really doing is almost like a DVD extra, except not by the people. You're doing a DVD extra from the point of view of an act from an academic kind of point of view and, and, and perspective. Yeah, from the fans. So yeah. what I have expected 30, 40 years ago, probably not, but, I, but I'm not shocked either. 
The last two people who talked to me about Flash were really special because they had roles in animated versions of Flash. Diane Pershing was there to promote the Blu-ray release of Batman the Animated Series in which she voiced Poison Ivy. She also did voice work on Inspector Gadget, The Smurfs, and She-Ra. But to us, most importantly, she voiced Dale in the feature-length TV movie Flash Gordon, The Greatest Adventure of All, and the TV shows The New Adventures of Flash Gordon, and the show Brad mentions often, Defenders of the Earth. Do you have any memories of working with Lauren on Defenders of the Earth before you Yes, I do. We had such a good time. I was Dynak, uh, but I was really, uh, uh, what's his, Flash Gordon's was widowed, mm-hmm. and it was his wife's voice brought back. We had a lovely, lovely time, a marvelous cast, funny, wonderful people, um, and Stu Rosen directed it. It was terrific. I have wonderful memories. But Lauren was a pup. I mean, he was very young when he started working that, so it's been, it's been fun watching him grow up. How about also being Dale Arden on the other flash? I loved that. That was that was that was filmation. Yeah, I got my start in cartoons at the wonderful filmation, which a lot of people don't even know about anymore. But you know, um, and they used to use me a lot because there there were like five or six of us that they used all the time for all the characters. You know, Alan Oppenheimer, Linda Gary, um, M- M- Melinda Britt. You know, um, and and oh, and Bob Ridgely, the late Bob Ridgely. Um, um, and we used to go in there in filmation and have the best time. And again, back then, in those days, as with the Batman, all of us showed up to do the show together so we could listen to each other, we could watch each other for reaction, we could respond. It was more like a radio play, you know? It was quite lovely. <laughs> so now when you were Dale, then, the yes, voice of Dale, Dale. Talk, talk a bit about that. Well, Dale was me. I mean, you hear me. Mm-hmm. This is how I talk. Yeah. And uh, at Filmation, they used to used me a lot and um, and I loved it and so whatever they handed me okay I did I did a few different voices but oh it was fun the actor that played Flash Gordon was Bob Ridgely who is deceased was the funniest foulest mouthed hysterical man he had us in stitches every time stitches so I'm always amazed that they managed to get a cartoon out of it had you <laughs> had you been a fan of the serials or the comic strip of a flesh before you got the job um, I loved the flesh when I was a little little girl there were these flash Gordon things with the very sturdy you know guys and all that the really weird things I would see those later on by the way the the the, uh, the movie with Sam Jones what a fan I am of that I love that that's Queen, the movie we're going that's the movie we do one minute at a time oh that's the one yeah not the that's the one we're doing no, yeah. no. and I got his autograph at the last con I did Sam Jones I, Sam yeah. nicest man and a big Flash Gordon coaster. I love that one what stands out about that movie to you? Um, the, the Queen, the, mm. the, the score, and also just, it was so seriously done. You heard Diane mention the name Lauren. She was referring to Lauren Lester, the last person I spoke to. Lauren also was there for the Blu-ray release of Batman the Animated Series. He voiced Robin and then voiced Nightwing in various DC animated productions. He also has appeared in more than 200 TV episodes, including playing Rick Gordon, Flash's son, on Defenders of the Earth. Can you talk about being on uh, Defenders of the Earth? Oh, that was my first regular job. I'd been on G.I. Joe as a recurring character, and then I got the regular job on Defenders of the Earth, and that was I got to go every single week and, mm-hmm. and be this character. It was wonderful. For 65 episodes, very exciting. And work with Diane Pershing. 
I host a, a podcast, uh, Flash Gordon Minute. We go through the 1980 movie uh, one minute at a time. Oh. Uh, the, the Sam Jones one. Uh-huh. Uh, I take it you're familiar with it based on your reaction there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think about it? About Flash yeah, Gordon? Yeah, a movie, yeah. Well, I, I have to say it was my first animated series was playing Flash Gordon. I, I know, that's why I'm asking you. So I'm, <laughs> I have I'm a great affinity you. for it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Uh, I, I know I asked you at the table, but uh, now you go a little bit more into working on that show. You know, uh-huh. they're coming out with a show. At that point, the character's been around 40, 50 years, and you're playing his son. The show had uh, all of the sort of parental figures and then the children. So uh, we would get into trouble, and then they would come rescue us. And sometimes it was the other way around. We got to rescue them. And Rick Gordon was kind of like what happened with Robin. Robin was maturing into his own superhero, and Rick was sort of like in that same position. You know, he wanted to be his dad's partner, but he wasn't really old enough to be his dad's partner. He was still sort of subservient and his father's employee, you know, you know, his dad telling him everything he was supposed to do. In the writing, it was very interesting that we got to play both things. So that's what I got regarding Flash at 2018 New York Comic Con. To recap, several of them mentioned Sam Jones' voice being dubbed over, several mentioned Sam's good looks, and we had two Flesh Gordon references. Thanks again to Reed Pop for providing me with a press pass, and to Dee Bradley Baker, Peter David, Bob McLeod, Bob Camp, Dana Gould, Danny Fingeroth, Diane Pershing, and Lauren Lester for their time. And remember to check out Cosmic Geppetto for my full non-Flash Gordon-related coverage of the con. Be sure to chat with us on Facebook in the Flash Gordon Minute Listener's Vortex, on Twitter at Flash Gordon Pod, or on email at FlashGordonMinute at gmail.com. And please give us a positive review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. And remember, if you had grand schemes that don't quite meet the lofty expectations you set in your mind, don't worry, Flash will save every one of us. Attention listeners, coming soon, our intrepid explorer Eric's voyage to New York Comic Con. Hear him chat with legends Jim Starlin and Peter David, comedians Dana Gold and Joe Bob Briggs, and hip-hop pioneer DMC. DMC, the all-time great. I bust the most rhymes in New York State. Reporters clock, producers jive. They want to be down with the king. Follow Eric's continuing adventures on the Cosmic Gebetto podcast, available on blogtalkradio.com and on Twitter at Cosmic G-Pod. July at five o'clock waiting to blow Breaking like a rapper who was making his way to the cities of Mexico Living in a apartment out on Avenue Way at a tall on a corner of town Had myself a lover who was finer than gold But I've been broken, I've been busted up since Love don't play any games with me anymore like she did before
picture that would fit in the folds of my wallet and it stayed pretty good Still amazed that I didn't lose that on a loop of the place When I was drunk and I was thinking of you Every day the children they were singing the tunes out on the streets And you could hear from inside You used to take the subway on the house and the third I would wait for you and not try to hide Love won't play any games with you anymore if you don't want them to Trust like a child Found a lot of trouble out on Avenue B But I tried to keep it over hello Farewell to the city and the love of my life Please we live before we had to go Love won't play 